Hello, my name is Professor Nigel Adams and I am presenting at the um, 3E conference in May and as part of it I'm very pleased to be interviewing one of my computing and software graduates whose name is Emmanuel Audu. He uh, was a undergraduate student in 2016 and 2017 in uh, Buckingham. We uh, make our students work very hard so they actually achieve an honours degree in two years and Emmanuel achieved his honours degree with a first class honours and he was one of the first who was on our computing and software entrepreneurship degree which is what our practitioner development workshop is all about. I'm very pleased to say that after doing some more work in uh, the, uh, the real world uh, in, interestingly, Nigeria, which you'll hear about, um, he's gone on to study again at Buckingham and has achieved a distinction in a Master's in Applied Data Science and is now in Newfoundland. He, as you can see, gets around and is continuing to work and um, you will hear more about it now. So, um, welcome, Emmanuel. Thank you, Nigel. I'm very happy to be here right now. Um, now, what I'm going to try and get from you, and I'm sure I will, is is some information so we can pass over to the delegates what this computing and software entrepreneurship program was all about, and and some background and some idea from a person who not only graduated but graduated with first class honours. So, why did you decide to apply to study on this program? Mm. That's a very interesting question, Nigel. Um, I think it dates back to my teenage years. I started coding at the age of about 14. And from the moment I learned how to code, the first thing that came to my mind was I could use this to start something myself. I could use this to make something which people could actually use, which people could actually enjoy, and ultimately which people could um, derive value from. Uh, so um, the moment I was coming to university, I had a couple of um, programs which already accepted me, but my agent showed me there's this program in the University of Buckingham that is called Computing with Software Entrepreneurship. Of course, I already explained to him like my passion and my interest initially, so he understood that this would um, tick something within me, and he re actually did. I said, that's definitely what I want to do, and immediately I learned about that. I spoke to Harin, and I signed up for the project, I, because this project, this um course, Computing with Software Entrepreneurship, I believed it was going to give me the opportunity to learn not just how to code, but how to apply my coding skills into an entrepreneurship kind of environment and um, provide value for people. That is an um, interesting comment, and uh, especially the word value that uh, some of my friends in, uh, in the 3E conference will love that you are mentioning value. Um, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to discuss this with them when we when we actually meet virtually. Um, you mentioned the name Harin. Harin is uh, Dr. Harin Salahewa, who is the um, dean or the now the the faculty dean of computing, law, and psychology. Now, in those days, he was the dean of uh, applied computing, and he is the one who created the program with my help. Though it was very much a computing program with entrepreneurship added in. So what? Um, Emmanuel, did you feel you gained most by studying computing and software entrepreneurship? Mm. Um, 
although I don't believe in comparing or comparisons a lot, but in the best way to answer this question, which you asked just now, Nigel, is to compare myself to the other computing graduates that um, my peer mates that just studied purely computing. And when I speak to them now, or even during my undergrad, during the period of my undergrad, you could see that there's a huge difference between the understanding of applying computing. They were more on the technical side of it, which is great and which is fantastic, and which I also learned a lot about. But I would always think about solutions to problems and how you could use those solutions to provide very, very important value and hopefully generate some kind of business profit from those sort of solutions. So I would say, I would answer your question that what was the, what did I learn or what did this program give me the most by saying, it taught me how to apply my computing skills in such a way that I could look at it, not just from the technical point of view, but I could also apply it in an entrepreneurship point of view. I could also apply it in such a way that I could make money while providing value for people and not just providing value in making a website or making an algorithm, but providing values in, to people in solving their everyday life problems. Interesting. So my next question very much fits in that. Um, did you feel at the end of it that you could, or in fact, did you uh, start a business? Yes, I did, Nigel. Yes, I did. I started a business both in during my undergrads, during my undergraduates, and um, I started a business after I left the University of Buckingham. And um, you went back to Nigeria, yes? Yes, Nigeria. Yes, and Nigeria. what happened when you started looking for a job because you wanted to continue getting some experience. I understood that. What happened when you were started talking to IT companies in Nigeria? Oh, it was fantastic, Nigel. It was, um, I felt like a star for some time because I, I, had a, I have a very strong inclination to working for startups because I believe that's where I will learn the most, especially at the starting stage of my career. So I applied to a lot of startups when I went to Nigeria. And I found out that even startups I didn't apply to were reaching out to me. And a lot of them would give me comments like, we're very interested in you, not just because you are a first class student or because of your coding experience, but also because it looks like you have a very good idea of the business side of things as well. And that would be of huge value to us in our company. It was, um, that was a very common um, phrase, which I heard from a lot of startups. So that was the situation then. It's uh, it's quite interesting. I'm sure Harin, um, well, I hope we, we should tell Harin the results if you haven't already. Uh, but that's what we were trying to achieve, which is uh, interesting. But of course, you know the results in the end, which are rather sad. Uh, you are a great example, but sadly there are others that, that did not succeed. So what happened next? Because um, you were working for um, for this. Um, well, you, you did. You chose one of the companies that was fighting to get you, and you then worked for them. Um, how long did you work for them? I worked for them for about a year. It was a company called Giddy Mobiles. So, amongst all the companies that um, that I reached out to and reached back to me, I found Giddy Mobile to be the most interesting because. Aside from the fact that they already had a very skilled um, developer working for them, senior developer working for them, which I thought I could learn a lot from, they had 
an aim that was extremely, extremely motivating. It was so like intriguing. I couldn't imagine a Nigerian company trying to track the problem of education, which is one of the biggest problems we have, not just in Nigeria, but in Africa and probably in the world as a whole. So they were trying, they got, um, and also I was very um, impressed by the fact that they got some funding from Google about a million dollars to try and help out with that project of improving the educational system in Nigeria. So they were building apps and websites and um, applications to make it easier for kids to learn the curriculum in Nigeria. They made it fun. They made it um, very, very interactive. And that's something that you don't get to see a lot in Nigeria. So I found that to be a very um, inspiring kind of project for me to work on. And I enjoyed the entire year I worked with them, both learning and both having the opportunity to contribute to this kind of project. In interesting again. Um, and But a, a year, why only a year? What happened then? Oh, because Nigel, I... I, I couldn't let my degree go to waste. I had to, I had to try and start my own business. I had to try and because I want. I started working with them to see how it felt like in Nigeria to work because this was my first working experience there. But then I still wanted to start my business, and I didn't think I could focus on my business if I was working for um, a company at the same time. I needed to give one of them my all and see how it would go. So I decided to um leave Giddy Mobiles after about a year and start my own logistics business, which I started while I was in Giddy Mobiles, to be honest. I started it around my last few months there. But then after some months, I decided to focus on that. And I started a logistics business for home catering services in Nigeria. And what happened? Okay, now that was, that's the interesting <laughs> part. So when I was in the University of Buckingham, I already started something similar to that. I don't know if you remember, Nigel, yes. it was for the food trucks. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah, I, I remember. so I made a platform where food trucks could go in there and then students could um, purchase food from these food trucks um, via my platform. So it was very interesting because we got some traction from students University of, in the University of Buckingham during that time, even if it wasn't so much. So I thought it would be a good idea to try this same idea in a place like Nigeria. But I changed the market since we didn't have a lot of food trucks in Nigeria. So I changed the market to home cooks. So although in the UK, you're not allowed to cook from your house and sell it. I mean, it's not that you're not allowed, but there are a lot of regulations around that. So before you even end up setting, they will need to check your house out and many other things. But in Nigeria, it's um, a little bit easier to set that kind of um, market up or to set that kind of um, restaurant up. So there are loads and loads, hundreds upon hundreds, probably thousands of home cooks at home that are just making the food right from the house and then they're selling it out to different um, um, companies or to just anyone who just wants to buy food online. So I decided to bring all of them together and put them in a single platform, which I called Wailo Dili. And on this platform back then, I decided that since these home cooks didn't have so much money, it would be a good idea for me to focus on handling their logistics instead of asking them to pay me for each of the services they buy through our platform. So yes, um, I was able to amass a few thousand deliveries, but then I got to learn like every, like most other entrepreneurs that it's not really an easy race to run. It's really complex starting a business, especially in, a, in an environment um, which is completely different, which is not as easy to walk around like in the UK or not 
where like I was in a school environment, so it was very easy for me to work in the university. But once I got to the real world, I learned that it's a bit more difficult to start a business. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and that the business uh, lasted how long? It lasted for a year and a few months. And then I decided that it would be a good idea. I pay all my investors because I got most of my funding from, from friends and family. And some of them bought stake in the business. So I thought it would be a good idea that I used the, some of the money I had raised already to pay all of them back and um, to see if maybe it might be a good idea for me to go improve myself a bit, learn a bit more before I come back to tackle this same problem again. So one interesting thing which I found out while running the business, and that was the motivation for me coming to take a master's degree in applied data science, was that I learned that in the business of logistics, I mean, and in most businesses probably, the most important thing is the data. There is so much data going about in Nigeria that no one's tracking, that no one's keeping track of, no one um, is trying to use this data to make some very, very interesting and intelligent inference. So I thought that, okay, I've tried it out. I've learned a couple of things from running my business right now. What is the next stage, Emmanuel? You know that if you continue with this, you could probably get funding, but it would be a bit more difficult. So why don't I tackle a set completely different problem? So I decided that, okay, maybe it might be a good idea for me to learn how to make use of this data, for me to understand this data more. And then when I get this understanding, I come back and tackle this problem. Well, way better equipped and way more experienced. So I decided to take my master's in my alma mater, uh, Buckingham University. And um, yes. That's where we are right now. We are, um, and and the, but but what you learned from obviously you learned from that viewpoint that data is 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 vital. But I think you also learned that cash is king, or you continue to learn that cash is king, didn't you? You learn that every day, Nigel. Cash is all. <laughs> cash is king. <laughs> um, now, um, you you therefore um, went through quite a lot, and you came back and you studied last year. That's the whole of twenty twenty. Um, at the at the University of Buckingham, <clears throat> despite COVID, uh, and you you graduated very successfully with a distinction, which is of course marvelous, excellent. Um, now it's even recorded that I've said excellent, so that's uh, that's that's good. But now <laughs> <laughs> you'll hold me to that one. Now um, you're now in a very different part of the world. You're in Newfoundland. Um, can you explain about this and what you're doing now and what your plans are for the next few years? <clears throat> yes, Nigel. Um, firstly, I'm in New Finland um, because of my mom. I, my mom is a health worker here and um, she always wanted me to spend some time with her. So I'm, I'll, I finally decided after my master's, I would spend some time with my mom here. But ultimately, I'm working remotely. So I set up um, a kind of, what was the word to call it? Like an agency where I would use my skills both as a computer science graduate and a data scientist to help companies maybe understand their data and um, make some systems for themselves. So right now I'm currently working for two companies as a contractor. Um, one company is um, called CSRA and the other company is called UKMA Inks. And both companies are giving me, are making very good use of me in um, 
solving a couple of problems, both with their data and then with their different software resources. So yes, so I'm still being an entrepreneur if you think about it, but just in a completely different way right now. And right now I'm trying my best to learn as much as I can, to gain as much experience as I can working with people. And hopefully after gaining all this experience, I'll get a chance to go back and put this experience to work in trying to start another venture again or with everything I've learned so far. And your plan is after a couple of years or so or, or a little more, more getting experience and doing it to go back to Nigeria. Yes, Nigeria. That's that's my ultimate plan. Okay. And to continue in the same kind of business or well that that kind of business plus utilizing and making money from the data. That kind of business plus utilizing and making money from the data and way more. So there's um um studying data science as a whole gave me a completely different perspective to the whole business. If I would say anything, it made me a lot more ambitious. So I wondered I, initially I just set up a website and then I was just maybe I was thinking of different things. I was thinking big back then. But right now there's so much I could think about. I could um with the, with the sense of, um, or with understanding of machine learning, of deep learning, of um, artificial intelligence now, I could apply my education to do so much, Nigel. I could go into the field of trying to make an autonomous um, delivery bike in Nigeria, which would be one of the first of its kind in Nigeria. I don't think there's anything like that in probably Africa as a whole. And um, I'm looking into those lines, and that's one reason why I'm constantly trying to work to improve my skills and to see if maybe I could go into a field related to that. So, yes. Now, uh, anyone listening to this this podcast, I'm sure will understand very quickly that you have already gained, I believe, and I know you believe, a great deal from doing the computing and software entrepreneurship degree. But as you know, um, the people I'm talking to in this this, this um, uh, practitioner development workshop will know that we we ended up with only six students actually getting through the program in three years. Now, all of them achieved at least, well, either first-class honours or, or two, one, only one achieved two, one, but everybody else achieved first-class honours. And and they in the two areas of both the computing, and the, the, the coding, the software, and the entrepreneurship. And I know that some have gone on to do other things already, but why do you think we did not attract enough students onto this program? Hmm. On that question, Nigel, my first answer to that would be that it's important that we note that Bokenham University is a small university. I mean, size-wise, not impact-wise, definitely. So it would be, it wouldn't be very surprising that, okay, we didn't get so many students when we don't have like 100,000 students already. So that's just one, by the way. So it's only just a subset of the number of students we already have that would still come to take um, one of the projects, one of the courses that we have in there. But then in addition to that, Nigel, I, I strongly believe that I, I think we could have explained entrepreneurship better to students because there are, there are thousands of Nigerians that I know. There are, thousands of, um, there are thousands of people out there that are looking for an opportunity to maybe gain some knowledge that would help them start a business. That thinking one way or having the dream of 
starting their own business that will provide value to people out there, starting their own business that will make someone smile, making their own app that will make someone smile and knowing how to sell that app because you can know how to create an app, but if you don't have to sell it at the end of everything, then it's probably not going to get to like the people you want to see smile while using it. So I, I could call up to 10 friends that may know that when I finished with my program or when they heard that I was studying computer and software entrepreneurship, they were like, oh man, I wish I could learn that. I wish I, I wish my final year project could be me trying to sell something. I wish my final year project could be me creating a platform where I'm, where I'm getting the opportunity to go speak to investors and pitch my idea to investors for investment on my project. So many of my friends thought that same way, but they had already started a program. So I really think if we, I believe and I strongly believe if we put a lot more, if we marketed this, if we packaged and marketed that program a lot more, it would have probably, it would have went, it would have gone farther than we, than we actually did. I don't think we put a lot of energy in the marketing side of it. And that's strongly why I think. I think that's a very, very good point. I think we've we've gone through as a university, we've, we've not been great at, at promotional marketing. Um, we now have even our, computer, our normal business enterprise, our BBA degree, only has about 15 students on it over the two years, whereas we've had at one time, uh, when, when, it was, when it was going well, we had about 30. Um, I think there is also a situation in UK where there are fewer students uh, going to university, um, but that's 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 not the point. I think we do need to do it more promotion. So, so the, once you got to the program, you you were comfortable with it. I understand from my from our discussions. I believe you were you felt it did what you wanted to do. And what though we can always improve things though what are there any points that we should have really gone into more or are there any things you felt um that you were frustrated obviously one of the things i should have pushed more is the is the cash flow factor isn't it but that's uh, or or better still understanding the environment you're working in an african country which um, is is perhaps one of the one of the one of the one of the modules we should have but um, any other thoughts on how we can improve the program Um, yes, Nigel, there are a few things that I, and I'm going to speak only from my experience trying to run a business and then looking back on it and thinking, oh, maybe I should have attended that class. So, so the whole thing of computing and software entrepreneurship, although I could call myself a little bit more of um, a business student, more than my normal computing peers, but I'm still ultimately just a programmer. I am still, I learned, I probably took up to 15, 20 modules and up to those, out of those 15, 20 modules, at least just if we're comparing them, maybe only 5% or 2% of them were actual business modules. And I believe it's very important that if you're trying to prepare someone to start a business, it might be very good to, even if he's um, ultimately a programmer, it might be very good for us to incorporate a lot more entrepreneurship modules into um, the computing resource entrepreneurship program. So I don't think we had enough entrepreneurship modules in it. Although we learned a lot, we learned a lot about uh, the business environment, we learned a lot about from the different analysis tools from the PESU to the SWOT analysis and many more. We even learned about the legal environment as well, but they could be a lot, 
we could learn a lot more than that that would definitely prepare us better for starting a business like i mean and I, I understand that the pure the pure bbe students the business enterprise students got to learn things like um management managing their different employees and um how to handle um those sort of um, situations but i didn't get to learn that and i could see the effect of that when i was when i had my own employees while starting my business so i had like two free riders during that period I had two at the start and then i got one extra rider at the end of the business to um, try and grow and i could see that oh wow i'm really really lacking in knowing how to manage people properly and although i did bring a friend inside to help me out with it but he himself he wasn't um, a core business student or he wasn't a core business um, person himself so we both lacked in that environment or in that part of the business. And I think it's it's just one out of the many things that I think that we could um, improve about it. Maybe we could incorporate a lot more business modules. And um, even if it's more stressful for the students, I'm sure anyone who's doing competing with software entrepreneurship would probably understand that, yes, this is not going to be easy. And they'll be very, and they're probably passionate about it already. So they'll be very interested in still doing that either way. So yes. My answer is I'm just incorporating a lot more business modules or yeah, business modules into the program. Especially from, especially I would think from what you're saying from the, 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 the leadership is the area. Management is, is very much more into the area of managing people, but when you're much bigger, but when you're in an environment which you were in, it's very much a leadership. But then you, we do, as you know, the business enterprise students do do um, uh, HR activities and personnel activities. They do do leadership. They also have a, a module called risks in business, which, again, I think that would have been a very useful one for you as well, wouldn't it? Um, so and again, also, I don't think we did enough in, in finance. And I don't need you to be specialists in finance, but we need you to get the basics, more of the basics. But anyway, this was all back many years ago when Harry and I were looking at what we would cover. And, and he did want it to be more of a more of a computing and or computing and software and entrepreneurship. But I think we perhaps have a little more than that. Harren and I, in continuing discussions, we want to do something more, and we will do something more. Um, and but we've got to, we will learn from what we did, and what we've got are some great examples of people around the world who did succeed and did go on to do many things. So, Emmanuel, any other comments you want to make to these people who will be involved in this conference in fifth to the seventh of May? It's called the 3E conference, and it is. Um, it would have been held in, in Trondheim in Norway, but of course we're doing it virtually. So, um, anything else you'd want to add to your thoughts on having been a very successful person on the program? Um, I enjoyed my time studying computing and software entrepreneurship. Although there weren't a lot of other students around me during that period, but then I got to see two sides of the coin. I got to see the business side of um, computing and I also got to see the purely technical side of it. And it's really, it was really, it was very, very eye-opening. It was very, very intriguing. And then because of the experience of both Nigel, Harry, and all my other lecturers, both on the business and the computing side of it, I think I got probably one of the best education I could get. and. Um, very grateful for that i'm just quite sad to see that uh, the program came to an end but then up to today i'm still seeing the effects of or the advantages of what my undergraduate program had 
on me and um, a lot of employers are still talk about it to now about how it's very good that you have understanding of both the business and the computing side of it and lastly if i didn't study computing with software entrepreneurship i'm not too sure if i would have had the courage to go on to start a business even if even when i was so so little i didn't have enough experience or i wasn't well equipped for it but i still had the courage to go on to do that and i don't think i would have been able to do that if not for the program which i studied and yeah that's um that's pretty much all i have to say and i'm always grateful to the program i um Emmanuel, um, I think the, the people listening to this is in the conference will be, um, I think, quite um, um, uh, impressed by what you've achieved and where you are going to be. And we'll be looking at your development in the next few years and be standing back in amazement. Um, Emmanuel, thank you again. Thank you for your time. Um, and uh, obviously, I'll let you know what the reaction is from the people in, uh, in the 3E conference. Thank you. Thank you, Nigel. You're welcome.